165 of Brutal Battle. Yeah. Let's rumble. Because you're a wrestling fan, Dan Kim. You love the wrestling. I only like it when they get paid. I don't like amateur <laughs> amateur wrestling. I like professional you, wrestling. Wait, wait. Did you say amateur at first? I think you did. That's I like actually kind of like that pronunciation, by the way. Amateur. Or amateur. Oh. Oh, that makes it sound even better. It sounds like very high class. Let's start a thing, everyone. Everything is amateur. Oh, that's so amateur. And just see what people, <laughs> see what people say. Kind of funny. Mm, I had to take a sip of some water. So we're still sipping on this fruit apricot from the brewery, the um, apricot uh, Berliner Weiss. Tasting good still. Tasting very good still. Yep. Um, so, like I said last episode, I forwent the um, uh, beer Googles. Sorry, I'm forgetting things. I forwent the beer Googles, but I'm going to do it this time. And the right. letter we last left off on was H. So I'm going to put in how come beer and H. I hope we get something we haven't had. How come beer. What is this doing? It's not coming up with a whole sentence. It's just doing healthy, hair rinse, have gluten, hydrate you, head. Well, we can work with this. Yeah, we know we can. Why is it healthy? Why healthy? Why does it give you head? Was it half head? <laughs> Either way, <laughs> use it to rinse your hair. Hold on, is that what that is? I want that one. If that's, we tried washing our hair with beer for six days. Here's what happened. Oh, we gotta do this. I, <laughs> we do have. To I was do thinking this. this was like how people get bubble gum out of their head. No, we tried. What? Yeah. It's uh, it's from VinePair.com. I've okay. actually heard of that before. Uh, recently, Time ran an article featuring the the this thing about like natural skin and stuff. So okay, so this person advocates washing your face with water only and rinsing your hair with beer. Naturally, that piqued our interest here at VinePair. We put our friend Hannah to the test, making her wash her hair with only beer. That means no shampoo or conditioner. For six straight days, here's what happened. Her notes. My hair feels all right, but is actually slightly oilier than normal after the first wash. It dried straighter than normal. Also, my hair is snowing like Christmas morning. That means she has bad dandruff? Dandruff. Oh, God. Well, I mean, they're specific. That's on day one. Right. Thoughts. Hannah's hair looks pretty much the same as usual. But we do notice a particular greasiness at the top. Additionally, her naturally wavy hair looks quite straight. That's just reiterating exactly what she said. Right. So I'm not going to read that from here on out. So day two, she said, It looks like my hair is less oily after the second wash, but it's still drying straighter than normal. One downside is that my scalp is still so flaky I have to wear a hat. Right. So some of this is that my wife went through a natural, like try, attempting to go natural on her on her hair. Like, you know, not wanting to... Anyway, so she got, like, <clears throat> other alternative products that were not, you know, shampoo and conditioner. Right. And uh, apparently, because your body just gets used to shampoo, because it likes to maintain a certain oiliness in its hair. Mm-hmm. So it, it gets, overproduces. So, so it overproduces when you stop using it. <laughs> and so that's what this is, is that yeah, her body is just, like, trying to overcompensate for the fact that she stopped using shampoo. Well, this gets good because on day three, she said her hair smells like a frat house. 
in a bad way. Remind me of college parties I've come to regret. <laughs> On day four, she said it's progressively less oily at this point. Right. But still a lot of Body flakes. Right. Still a lot of flakes. On day five, she's she actually is almost rid of the dandruff and the oil at this point. And it's still it's also exceptionally straight. Exceptionally straight. And then day six after having pretty flaky hair for most of the uh, of this experience, my dandruff finally calmed down on day six. I will say that my hair seems cleaner today. Yeah, the dandruff thing. I don't know if that's genetic or what, but I've I don't I've never had a dandruff problem. So this is all like a foreign thing that I just assume that white people have to deal with. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so in in the end, her her basic assessment of the whole thing was that. Um, yes, the oiliness was taken care of at some point, and yes, it actually cleaned her hair, but she would never do it again because of the two major downsides, which are all that dandruff mm-hmm. that continues. And the smell. At, yes, and it smells like beer all the, all the time. Which, I mean, it's not really that bad, the well, beer. It depends on what beer she was right, using. Maybe if she was using uh, Berliner Weiss Apricot Frucht. right. Because the apricot notes in there, mm-hmm. people would be like, oh my gosh, your your hair smells like apricot. It I smells mean, amazing. Every, of course, every time she uh, showered, it cost her $30, so that would probably <laughs> not be good. A bottle of that was actually not even close to that much, <laughs> so that's so that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, but that, you know, that's that one's a fun one. That was a fun beer Googles. Yeah. I like that. That was totally unexpected. Well, you just have to pick correctly once, once, the, once the Google comes out. That's true. That's true. Um, okay, so a topic for this. Uh, I wanted to talk about, I teased it last time, about Manor Hill Brewing near us. They're out of, uh, where are they technically out of? Um, don't remember. Ellicott City. There it is. Ellicott City, Maryland. Okay. So... I've actually met the, the, the head brewer. His name's Ben Little. Super, super nice guy. Super excited about brewing, by the way. Um, and he's got a really cool philosophy, which is he doesn't want to make a beer if there's a beer out there that he thinks he can't do better than. Oh, so this is the uh, San Calgione uh, school of, of breweries. <laughs> In a sense. Like, I was talking to him, and I was like, well, you know, were you ever going to do a session IPA? And he said, no. I was like, why not? And he said, because... Oscar Blue's Pinner is phenomenal, and I could not do better than that. Yeah, I just had their passion for Pinner, and it's Very, awesome. Yeah, it's a really good beer, isn't it? Uh, I mean, the regular Pinner, it is. It is super tasty. So that's how he kind of gauges things, because he's making stuff that he wants to drink. You know, right. so that's why they have more kind of like off-style stuff, typically. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do a lot of IPAs, but they're always, you know... Uh, he, he has a series called Hidden Hop Yard where he's always experimenting with the hops he's using. Mm-hmm. So there are all these cool, you know, hoppy profiles. Um, but he, they're putting out stuff like Kolsch, Grisette, you know, things like that. So, yeah, very interesting. But they started doing a barrel project, and that's actually what's called the Manor Hill Barrel Project. And they had a release at a place called Victoria's Gastro Pub uh, in Columbia, Maryland, which is not far from Ellicott City. And the people who own Victoria's actually own Manor Hill. Okay. So anything, if you ever are in that area, you can get anything that you want Manor Hill at Victoria's for that reason. So they were having this big night, and I want your input as we go so you can stop me um, with any of this stuff. 
So they um, basically were like, okay, you know, you show up at 5 o'clock on, I think it was like a Wednesday or a Thursday, something like that. Okay. And we're going to have all these barrel-aged beers on tap. And it was 10. 10 different barrel-aged beers on tap. Okay. And it was, they also had three of those in bottles for purchase as well. And they said no limit on bottle purchase. Do, I was like, do you know what format they were in? 22, 12? They are less than 22. It's like, what, is it like the 16.9 or whatever? It's like the in-between, it's between 12 and, and 22. It's like the 16.9 <laughs> or whatever. Um, so it's like a bottle and a half. Yeah, basically. So I was like, oh, we need to get there as soon as possible if we're going because with no bottle limits, that stuff's going to go fast. Because they've gotten a pretty good following around here right. because they make really good beer. All right. So they the ones they had in bottles were this one called Fudgy the Whale, which was like an imperial, uh, imperial porter, I think, in like bourbon barrels with like cocoa nibs and maybe vanilla beans, something yeah. like that. Fancy pants. Yeah. yeah. Then they had a um, oh God, a raspberry latte, which was the same imperial porter, I believe, but with raspberries and coffee. And then they had Interesting a... Interesting combo. Yeah. And then they had an old-fashioned, which was a Belgian quad aged in bourbon barrels with um, blood orange, cherries, and spices. Oh, well, you said old-fashioned, so I immediately was thinking of the cocktail, mm -hmm. uh, but I couldn't remember. I think, the, but the cocktail, I was the recipe I was thinking in my head was the recipe for a Manhattan, so I cannot remember what an old-fashioned is. Well, old-fashioned does have um, orange peel, I believe, okay, and cherries. Okay. Although my friend was actually recently telling me that originally it only had the peel, like the cherries were added much later, mm -hmm. but I don't know. So yes, I think it is supposed to be a play on that. That's why it's called old, old fashioned. But so we hit traffic on the way down. Bad, right. bad traffic, like hundred percent stopped. We turned the car off because there was an accident. Oh god. Yeah. So that sucked. And I'm like, oh well, this is great. We're probably gonna miss out on the bottles. So we got there um, and we immediately sat down and we asked the waiter because you could do it in the bar area or in the regular seating. And I'm like, well, it's really loud in the bar, so I'd rather sit in the seating area. And we needed to eat, so we're going to have dinner. So I asked him immediately, I'm like, are any of the bottles left for purchase? And he was like, only the old-fashioned. The other two totally sold out. And he said they sold out, like, super fast. He said when they when they started the event at um, 5 o'clock, they had, I think he said, like, 50-some people just waiting. And then they just came and bought all the stuff. And it was, those were, the two were gone, the raspberry latte and the... Um, the fudgy the whale. I wonder how many of those guys that were in line and that bottle of stuff just just booked it and just left, and how many of them stayed and to right. drink and eat. Right, right, yeah. I, I wonder the same thing. But the other thing is, I was like, I bet these people didn't even try the beers on tap before they bought them. I, I think they just went off of what style they were and what was in what extra ingredients were added. Because the people didn't want to touch the old fashioned as much. I mean, this is a this is a classic problem in the craft beer industry. This is mm -hmm. this is one of the you know going back to um, uh, what's that Indiana brewery that uh, Three Floyds, Three Floyds, and uh, what's Dark that Dark Lord Day, Dark Lord, yeah, exactly. This is this is a problem stemming from Dark Lord Day uh, all the way back then, or even 
even something like Goose Island. Uh, uh, there, County. there you go. I mean, Hunapu, right? Cigar City, um, Hetty Topper with the Alchemist, right? You know. Where uh, you have this beer event and just you know sometimes it's justified and sometimes it's not, mm-hmm. and where people just want to buy these things for trade or for sale, and yeah, you know, and, and who knows. And who knows how good it is? Is like when all these sour beers came out, and people were buying them just to immediately age them without even trying them once. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it kind of like it, to me, I was like, "This is nuts." That like I I know that people did not try those beers before they bought them, and I'm like, part of me understands that because you want to get it because you feel like everyone else is going to get it real quick, so you just want to get it, so you have it. But the fact that people didn't buy a bunch of all of them and they left the one just because it's a Belgian quad mm-hmm. and they were just like, Oh, you know, everyone's like Belgian quad, Belgian quad, whatever. Like who, who, whoever tells you they love Belgian quads? Like nobody. Uh, I just had a, I just had a quad from, I think maybe dominion and it was very old, tasty. Old it was, it was very tasty. Well, yeah, but that's, I mean, how many people do you talk to when they're like, I like Belgian quads, you know what I mean? Like, most people's perceptions are Belgian quad whatever. They hear things like, you know, Imperial Porter with Cocoa Nibs, you know, and they're like, yeah. So, um, I don't know how Cocoa Nibs got this cachet as being this awesome, it's whatever, it's a version of chocolate. (laughs) It's, it's, it's fancy chocolate, just get over yourself. (laughs) Fancy pants chocolates. (laughs) So, um, it's be- yeah, so it's bedazzled chocolates. All right. It's good over here. Yeah. So we actually did, um, I just went ahead and bought, uh, two bottles of the old fashioned one uh-huh. immediately. I bought one for me and we got one for, um, a, actually another, a listener, Jason Evans, um, because he knew we were going to the event and he couldn't make it. So he grabbed that for him. Um, but then I was like, I want to try all these beers. So we got two samplers, and their samplers there are five five ounce samples. So <laughs> that's great. Did not ask about the price, but I will say this: with what price they were, <laughs> he should have proactively told us and asked if we wanted to spend that. Can't money. go on another rant about prices of samplers. I, I mean, I think. To be honest, I probably would have still done it because I wanted to try all those beers. You would not have gotten two. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, we had to get the two samplers to try all ten. Oh, right. And, uh, they you had were, to. No choice. <laughs> 20, 25 bucks a piece. Spent. Spent. That's bad. We spent $50 just on ten samples. Plus tax and tip. Yeah, yeah. And we had dinner. It, it got it got out of control. So anyway, but there's some really good stuff in there. Um, and the big thing that that I took away from it is, I'll be damned if that old fashioned wasn't one of the best beers of all those barrel aged beers. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really like the fudgy the whale was okay, but I actually thought it was too sweet. Like it was very sweet. Yeah. Is it a good first barrel-aged uh, Imperial Porter with all that stuff? Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Like, you're talking like uh, Southern Tier Chocolate or Southern yeah. Tier Creme Brulee Sweet? Yeah, like real sweet. Like real sweet. super, super sweet. Yeah. Right. And the Raspberry Latte. Raspberry Latte was good. Uh, it's just that Old Fashioned was really good. The Old Fashioned was really good. Mm-hmm. It was... 
No, it's, I mean, just like my con- second favorite. Just conceptually, it's a cool idea. Just yeah. taking a cocktail and trying to make a beer with, with, with those flavors. That's just a cool idea. Yeah, it is. So that was probably my second favorite, but my favorite, oh my God, I hope they bottle this one day. Ben Little, if you hear this, please bottle it. The gris- they took their grisette and they bourbon barrel aged it with, um, with blue, uh, no, that one wasn't with blueberries. It was with raspberries. Bourbon barrel aged grisette with raspberries. Oh no, damn it, I'm screwing that up. Erase that. Not bourbon, I'm sorry. It was Sauvignon Blanc wine barrels with raspberries and that beer was so good yeah. like i yeah it sounds good i think about it from time to time i gotta be honest it was really really nice you could taste a lot of that raspberry in there but you could also taste that nice kind of sauvignon blanc tartness to it it was really good man love that beer yeah it, that sounds like a really cool event i'm just thinking of more cocktails that i want beerified you know like <laughs> right a whiskey sour beer or yeah. uh, Slogan fizzes are super good. Mm. Uh, Manhattans, like Shirley Temples. You can make really cool beers. This is a cool concept. Brewers, if you're listening, make these beers. There are a few breweries who have done that. Uh, the brewery actually has done at least a few. Mm. Um, they've also taken inspiration from things like, uh, they have one they took inspiration from Rocky Road Ice Cream. So they're trying it's to not like... a cocktail. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying, like, inspirations from other things, bring it in. But they have done ones that were, like, cocktail-inspired, and one called Sourento, and I think that was... <sighs> shit. What was it that it was inspired by? It was some random cocktail that I'd never heard of before. Mm, that's good. Start with this one yeah. that no one had heard of. That's I don't good. remember it. I don't know any of the other ones, though. So, anyway, that was my only example, and I really now I want screwed that one up. Go get make yourself a slogan fizz. They're super good. I, I don't drink mixed drinks. I'd rather <laughs> just drink beer. That's my thing. So anyway, like um, for the first attempt at barrel aged beers, I think it was a really strong start. Like yeah. a really strong start. They just need to put limits time. on their purchases. Yeah. Well, actually, it's interesting because the next day they put a post out on Facebook saying that they bottled some extra that mm-hmm. day. And they were going to put it on sale, but there would be a limitation on it. And they said, we learned our lesson. Okay. So that's good because that was a pretty quick turnaround to be like, yeah, we got to rein this in. Yeah, you know, trial and error. Yeah. So proud that they, you know, figured that one out really fast. And also proud that that's a really good start to a barrel program. And I'm really excited to see where things go. I know that Ben um, had said that he's working on some, uh, some wild fermentation at the moment. Mm. So he's going for some sours uh, in the barrel between two and twenty-four months, I believe. So that should be pretty cool. Yeah, sounds so, cool. Yeah, but what bothered me, for a recap, people just buying stuff like mad before even knowing what it is, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that they left the best one of the bottled beers. Uh, I mean, that's just kind of crazy to me. And then also um, not being told what the price of the samples were. That's just kind of so, how it is in America. People. That's like, true. I don't know. I don't know why it's like that, but people don't feel like they need to price their alcohol on menus, which yeah. I've always found stupid. Because people will always just drink it, I guess. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to go into a story because I want to get into this thing, but <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm just going to resist. I will not tell the story. So, but tell, is it? Tell a, next. But time. hold on. Is it a good story? It is a good story. 
Well, you but fine. I was at lunch in DC. Unless, and, unless you're going to do another episode with at all. I we, go ahead. I was at lunch in DC. I was having lunch with my family, and uh, and I saw main companies, main beer companies mm-hmm. lunch there, and yeah. I'd never had it before. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, cool. It's good IPA. Yeah. So so I ordered it, and it was super tasty, mm-hmm. and uh, the uh, the bill comes, and I see what I'm being charged for the beer. for one beer at lunchtime at at this at 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 some at some at some bar that I had lunch at with my family. You don't remember the establishment? I I was fucking livid. I was. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine. Well, I can tell first of all, and I can imagine second of all. Fourteen dollars for one beer. That's excessive. But they, as we all know, that is what restaurants bars do their markup on alcohol is insane so it's actually just more economical to drink at home which is usually what i do um every now and then i'll go out and drink something like like i was saying on the last episode we go to independent every now and then because yeah like to support local like the beer always doing something fun there so thank you for the story thank you yeah let's get to mystery beers yeah Mm. let's do that so a looks disgusting to me <laughs> off the bat because it is like almost just water. It looking. looks like light apple juice. Yeah, it does. It, it's yellow, but it's like super clear, super filtered. Yeah, almost not yellow. <laughs> like, like that's how clear. Like a hydrated person's urine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My urine actually typically looks like this. So yeah. because I keep pretty hydrated. Intentionally, I'm I'm very good at that. Sometimes when I take a certain vitamin, it has like a fluorescent color to it. Oh, I don't know why uh-huh. that is. Yep, that happens. So it smells terrible. I smells I smell nothing. I smell I, uh, I smell nothing. It smells skunky. It smells skunky. Oh yeah, the faintness I'm getting is slightly skunky. It smells corn. Is this like a Corona? Is this a, is this a Corona? It 100% smells like an assy macro beer. I mostly smell nothing. That's what I mostly smell. There's some honey to it. It smells very watered down, but there's some honey to it. How are you pulling it. this? I smell nothing. This <laughs> I smell. I smell a little bit of a honey, a little bit of an apple juice. There's a slight apple juice to it. And skunkiness. There's a skunkiness there. God, when I swirl it and smell it, it just smells bad. It just smells... <laughs> it kind of smells like beer vomit, you know? God, it smells like... It's got a little bit of a bile aspect, it's, like beer vomit. It just smells like bad <clears throat> frat parties. <laughs> yeah. Are any frat parties good frat parties? You know... I mean, I will say, when I was in college, I went to some frat parties, and actually I did have some fun at some of them. Most of them, it's not a whole lot of actual fun to have, but, you know. Yeah, I, I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> oh, oh, you're going to do this again? You're trying not to tell a story again? What, what, recap four years of my life? Yes, I choose not to do that. <laughs> I got the time, let's do this. I do not <laughs> have kidding. the time, I have a family to get back to. Family or frat party stories, I mean, come on. God, this is apple juice, this is just bad apple juice, what is this? Oh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh. Uh. I mean, it mostly, it mostly tastes like nothing, except when the taste you do get is, is just skunky, corny badness. Tastes like cardboard, gotta be honest. There's a little bit of that skunkiness I was, I was getting on the aroma. It tastes like cardboard. 
straight up. It tastes like shit. It's a bad beer. Yeah, it does have like a like a yeah like a paperiness to it. And uh, yeah, there's corn. You were saying corn mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, it's corny. Um, it's super drying on the end too. Yeah, it's very light. Super freaking light, like water light. Yeah, even its even its mouthfeel is is water. I can't do anymore. I can't. I mean, I don't have as much of an aversion towards this specific kind of beer as you do. I mean, I acknowledge it's not good, but it, it doesn't repulse me, but I do admit it's not good. Can I just put you down for a one now? Because I just did that for me. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the first time I've, like, it's just, jumped I mean, the gun. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, you know. No, I mean, give it what you want, but I, do you need time? That's fine. Like, don't I let could, me. I could give it a two, but yeah, I'll give. Yeah, I'll give it a two. <laughs> you can give it a two. Okay, there you go. That's fine. All it right. It does have a sweetness to it. It, it does remind there, me of apple, uh, ju- like of weak apple juice. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of an appley quality. There's a little honey on there. It's yeah, it's not good though. I can I can I can tell if I drank a ton of it, it would definitely give me like a bad hangover. Oh god, yeah. That. Ugh. They would probably make me throw up at this point because I'm so used to drinking right, so good beer. But the second one is cloudy and very. it's kind of like a dark orangish yellow. Yeah, and it's very small bubble head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looks like maybe it's like a saison or something of that ilk. Oh, it smells so much better. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, that smells so good. Oh, it smells like a sugar, like sugary grapefruit. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just like like pink half half a pink grapefruit. I'm also with getting sugar on it to eat for breakfast. I'm also getting um, Smarties. No, no, I'm getting. Do you ever have their like they're they're not gummy, but they're like chewy. These chewy candies that are like peach flavored and they're like circular and they're yeah. covered in sugar. Peach rings, I think they call them. They're not rings; they're circles. Oh, are they two colors? They're by yeah. They're, okay, right. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm getting, it's like a, a more reddish orange and then like a very light yellow. Yeah, I orange. love those candies. They're some. They're one of my favorite candies that I've I've ever really seen. They're a little too sweet for me, but all right. But I the, see where you're going. But I'm it. I'm getting <laughs> that in the smell. Okay. Yeah, there's a little bit of like candied peachiness to it as well. Oh, Grapefruit peachy. Smell great. <laughs> it's so vibrant. Um. I don't really smell much of it. Yeah, I do not of... have to work hard to get just good smells out of this thing. Well, and the thing is, it immediately just hits you mm-hmm. with like this very nice aroma, and it just I can yeah. sm- I can smell that all. And day. there are like, Damn. there are uh, bittering hops, but then but they're just for balance. Yeah, it's not super strong. Um, I, I'll be interested to see if it's too sugary on the flavor though, because where the sh- the the sugary level is on the nose, I feel like. When I taste it, if it's if it's at that same level, it's gonna be too much. Yeah, good for the smell, but <laughs> we'll find out. We'll dig in. It tastes like what it smells. It's but it's also it's super. It's really drinkable too. Surprisingly, super light. Um, that body is not much. It's like a medi- It's like a light medium body to it. Uh, yeah, uh, well, yeah. Celebrity-wise, it's... Light, medium, or medium. To, I was... to Topher Grace from Predators. <laughs> <laughs> the movie Predators. I was going to go with... Uh, let's let's go uh, 
Ben Affleck from uh from Chasing Amy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh you know, yeah. Okay. Just you know, normal guy. Not kinda, not from not, Mall Rats, not the guy from Fashionable Mail. <laughs> not not from Reindeer Games when he was when he tried to cut too much. Yeah. There is there is a decent sugariness on the flavor. There right. is. I mean, I mean, it's it does taste good, mm-hmm. but and it tastes similar to what it smells like. But I will say that smell outshines the taste. Yeah, but it is good. I feel like this has got to be a session IPA. <clears throat> no way, it's not a session. Eh, it might be a regular IPA, but it's it's really. I don't know. It just seems like a session IPA, and I know this is wrong because session IPAs are based on the ABV, but. For me, typically session IPAs are a lot thinner on the mouthfeel, and this one, to me, has that same type of thinness. Right. Um, I, I notice a lot of session IPAs flavor. have <clears throat> a certain, um, well, one a mouthfeel, but also just kind of like um, like a uh, an aftertaste, mm-hmm. like all day IPA, and um, the one from Founders, which I can't remember. That's all day IPA. Okay. The, 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 then what's the... <laughs> the other? one not from Founders. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, Stone's go-to. I don't know. Yeah. That's my favorite session IPA. I'm sorry. I must say it. I know there are people out there who are big haters on that beer, but I think that's a great session IPA. <laughs> Stone's go-to IPA, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. typically not a big Stone fan. I thought you were but... saying that Pinner was your favorite session IPA. No, Pinner's really good. I didn't say Pinner was my favorite. It's really great, but I think Go-To might be my favorite. Okay. It's really good. This is, You know, this is nice. There is a lot more bitterness on this beer than I thought I would get based off the aroma. But it's it, it, it kind of goes to that point where you feel like it's almost going to be enough, or uh, almost going to be too much for what flavors are there and what body it has. And then it just backs down as soon as it kind of hits the threshold. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So um, I, I'm getting like grapefruit peel yeah. out of this. Uh, a lot of that. Um, and sugariness. Yeah, and I'm just getting... You know what's really pleasant is this is the carbonation level. That's really nice, too. I agree with that. This is a decent carbonation level. I the, It is getting kind of... Um, the, the, the bitterness does come in the back end. Yeah. You know, but it just, but it disappears as soon as you take the next sip. It's mm. a good one. This is, yeah, it's a real good easy beer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I would like the, the sweetness toned down a tad, but other than that, I think, I think it it's like, a nice, easy, easy hoppy beer. I think I would like its bitterness toned down a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. You got a, you got a score in mind? I'm between two of them. I'm between a four and a five, but I'm probably leaning four. I don't know. I'm between a three and a four. Okay. Um, let me take one more sip. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff coming together that that definitely works with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's and it's got a it's got a, a healthy body to it. Yeah. But it, drink, but, and, but it drinks easy. It, it drinks very, very easy. Um, yeah. I think I think for how easy it is and how it doesn't back down on flavor mm-hmm. with how easy it is, I think I can go four. Yeah. I would go five except that there's um, 
there's like an aftertaste that I'm not super into, but it's a good solid beer, so I'm going to give it a four as well. I think that aftertaste is a combination of being a little more bitter than you want com- in combination with that a little sugary mm, maybe. quality. Maybe. I don't know. That's what I think. You might be right about the session part of it. I don't know. But it's yeah, got too know. big of a body. To me, it has too big of a body, but there, I do... There is like similar like flavor notes to some sessions I've had. Wow, <laughs> that fruit apricot has a lot more flavor than both these beers. <laughs> it's crazy. Once you do that, okay. So uh, obviously, A's the loser with a one point five overall. B the winner with an overall four. So let's go ahead and reveal A first. This has got to be some sort of macro piece of garbage. <clears throat> It sure is. It's National Bohemian, wow. or Natty Bow, as it's known around here, when it's consumed by hipsters and other ill-informed Baltimoreans who believe that it's still brewed here. Uh, it is not, and it's not part of our legacy, and stop. Just stop. Because it's a terrible beer. Have I said enough? Yeah. Doesn't even have its ABV on it because it doesn't matter because it sucks. Um, bad beer. Who, who even makes this anymore? Brewed by G. Heileman Brewing Company oh, out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So, not fucking Baltimore, basically. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's it just it really just tastes like. It tastes like not good. Like, like it's it is it's slightly <laughs> better than like Corona. Mm-hmm. And and that's probably because it's in cans and Corona's in a clear bottle, so it gets skunked every time. Yeah, it's like a less skunky Corona. That's what yeah. it is. It's like yeah. a less skunky Corona. Well, I th- I feel like we should do an experiment and see if we can get a natty bow in a clear bottle and just leave it there for a little bit. Or and... if you get a Corona just straight out of the box and immediately put it in like a dark corner actually i don't want to do any of those experiments no. i want someone else to do those experiments because i don't want to drink that i'm shit. sure someone else has done like bad beer experiments that we mm-hmm. don't that we can just benefit sure. from yeah probably and beer b beer b let's see uh this is pretty good i i can see myself buying it mm-hmm. it's nice uh winner overall four is oh okay it's burley oak another very local brewery um Burley Oak is out of Berlin, Maryland, and it's a session IPA. Good job, Carlin. There you go. Thank this is a you. good one. It is. A, it's a good session IPA. Four percent alcohol. Nice. Yeah, that's low. It is low. It is. You know what's something All funny right. about Natty Bow is that it's even though they're out of state. It's some crazy high percentage of all of their sales are just in Maryland. Yeah, and it's just because of the cult of personality it's achieved here. And People need to stop. Actually, this is a really good, uh, I like this pairing of beers because it shows the beer that's very popular that should not be, and the beer that's not nearly as popular that should be, which right. is Burley Oak, because both... Burley, Burley Oak's pumping out some really good stuff, although I have to put a asterisk next to that, at their brewery is where they have like phenomenal stuff. They're not, by and large, they're not canning their best stuff. They're canning stuff that's like good but when you go to their brewery, what they have is like awesome. So you're saying it's not it's not how they can, it's what they can? Yes, it's what. And I will say that this session IPA right here, I think is probably the best thing I've had canned by them. Okay. Uh oh, and it's called Homegrown. Homegrown Session IPA. 
It's got a cool, um, it's got one of those stickers that goes on the can, which is probably the most economical way to do these things instead of getting it printed directly on the cans. Uh, it's got kind of cool artwork. It, yeah, it's, um, I mean, it looks like it was, it looks like painted. Obviously it's not painted, but it has like a painted feel to it. And it's got like wheat with the, uh, with like bags overflowing and some random hop things and a big flowing glass of beer. It's a good, it's good art. It's a nice beer. And it's not trying to be like super trippy, which is, you know, being overdone right now in the beer. I mean, I could, I could definitely have this beer around for like a lighter style mm-hmm. if I wanted. But, you know, I say those types of things, but in actuality, if I was, I have to be honest, if I was going to have a lighter style beer just hanging around to have all the time, it's going to be Manor Hills Crusette. <laughs> Gotta be honest, because that beer is the shit. It is the shit. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to go uh, pour myself a slow gin fizz. Cause I can... <laughs> no, you're not. Because you're <laughs> at my house and I don't even have the fixings for that. It takes a lot of fixings for that drink. It's good, though. I and mean... that's probably the first time I've ever said the word fixings, by the way. It's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably is. I, it's a I lie. S- seldom say that. <laughs> I, I just don't. It's not my thing. So, uh, like like we talked about with the last episode, <laughs> my friends from Texas, they used to always say, like, instead of saying, I'm going to, they would say, I'm fixing to. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm fixing to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hear you. That actually just, like, makes me think about another story, which doesn't really, it relates, but it doesn't relate. My mind works in very odd ways. So, fixing made me think of fitting. Uh, because my older sister was telling me a story. She's a teacher, and she was telling me a story about one of the other teachers she works with. His name was Mr. Fitton. It's <laughs> a weird name. Yeah, it's very odd. But he had to come up with, like, they had to come up with these um, lesson plans uh, about, you know, teaching stuff. And he was a phys ed teacher, but they were also teaching about, like, drugs and alcohol and sex ed and, like, stuff like that. So he was going to do one about um, alcohol. And the, the issues with alcohol. So it ties into this podcast. And so he uh, he was presenting it to people. And he said, Mr. Fitton will demonstrate fetal alcohol syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm assuming he meant like he would show, pic, you know, like the effects of. Right. And not- he said he will demonstrate it, which is just like, look at me. I am the product of fetal alcohol <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> So, just wanted to throw that out there, because it was an amusing story. Yeah, just uh, sitting there watching your professor die of alcohol poisoning. (laughs) (laughs) Now, sit here for years and watch this happen. So, anyway, um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Dan. I don't think we're doing any more, so... I think, yeah. Yeah, you you have family obligations and whatnot, so it's sad, because people won't be able to hear you again. But, uh, we are excited, and we're going to go ahead and sign off for now. And until next time, please keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.